GenderTube.com today and Periscope, which for some reason is still working for us. Looks like YouTube is ready, No Agenda's ready, Periscope's ready. Waiting on DLive and Twitch. Once all those streams are synced up, we're gonna fire off our theme song and get this going. Come on, Twitch. Twitch has a huge buffer. <laughs> got some great guests today. We've got Andrew Horowitz, Jennifer Buchanan, Craig Damlo, Sir Jimmy, and uh, my eyelid, which is infected. <laughs> gonna be a great show guys stay tuned wheel topics season one episode seven is ready to go let's do this roger houston it appears to be some kind of spinning wheel It's the Wheel of Topics. Here we are. My name is Paul Alves. I'm at the top here. We've got some great guests today, guys. And the top left, my buddy right here, right here, Andrew Horowitz. How you doing, sir? Hey, how are you there, Paul? What's going on, buddy? It's nice to talk to you. Uh, first time I'm chatting with you. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, DH Unplugged. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Thank to you. my right, the lovely Jennifer Buchanan, as always, joins us. How you doing, Jen? Hey, y'all. I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Bottom left with his uh, finest cowboy hat on, or second finest one. He reserves the, the good one for, for other shows. Sir Jimmy, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Live from the woods with all these 70-year-old neighbors. The internet is fantastic. And, and a new shooting range <laughs> I saw in the pre-stream there. Nice. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, soon to be expanded. Fantastic. Nice. And uh, bottom right, Mr. Craig Damlow is in a spaceship again, sir. Low Earth orbit. We, we had low, uh, speaking Sorry, of low, we low had disc low, orbit. low donations in the last show, so uh, <laughs> we won't be able to pay for your rocket fuel this week. Uh, and in our live window today, we, we couldn't convince anyone to do anything interesting. So we got a bunch of sharks from the Pacific uh, Aquarium. That's a live stream, oh. so you never know what's going to happen. Sharks, they could attack. And Andrew, sharks bite. Andrew's like, what the hell is this show? I, I, li I, I live in a world of sharks. What are you talking about? I'm feeling right at home. Feeling right at home. He lives in the shark tank. Uh, the way, the exactly. way the show works is we the thing in the middle is the wheel of topics. We found it in space, and uh, we brought it here to Earth, and now it's in my bedroom for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> what we do is we spin it. Wheel of topics. Where it stops, nobody knows. We really don't know where it's going to land. It's spinning around. And right off the bat, we got uh, to all the stonks. Uh, right to the stonks. Stonks, right to right the, the stonks. <laughs> we, need, we need a preamble. Yeah, we need a disclaimer. The, the disclaimer is coming. All right, let's do the disclaimer. <laughs> I'm not doing a disclaimer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> None of this should be considered advice. Thank you. No advice no. here at all. Yeah, this is, this is not stock advice, but we're, we're going to talk chatting. stonks, my friend. No stock stonks. <laughs> On how to holdle them. Holdle. So, so money manager and, uh, you know, money podcaster. <laughs> Maybe you should start us off. What's what's well, going on in the world of well, stonks this week? 
it seems this week has been kind of interesting. You know, we had a, a good amount of selling pressure that came in. You know, we're right in the middle of earnings season. It's a big thing because now all these companies that are out there who provided all the information to the analysts to try to have them provide to their clients what there was ex the expectation of what was going to be their earnings. And they always just slightly hold back a little bit of sandbagging so they can come in miraculously at five or a four or three cent beat. And we've been seeing that a lot. We saw the banks come out last week. A lot of the banks, uh, unfortunately, what happened without getting too crazy about this is that they had all this money put aside for loan loss provisions in the event that during the crisis, all this money was going to be a problem and they were going to lose money on the car loans and their mortgages. And lo and behold, they didn't need a lot. Why? Well, because the Fed stuffed money into the banks. The PPP program was technically, as I see it, a backdoor bank bailout. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th this um, wasn't needed anymore. So what happened was the banks were able to put the money back into their coffers and somehow call it earnings. And they all beat by a country mile. So we saw that. And now we're starting to see the rest of the uh, earnings. Uh, Chipotle beat first time ever tonight. Chipotle came out with more online sales than walk-ins for a restaurant. In, in, yeah. in restaurant. Well, not, not surprising with all the lockdowns, wow. right? I mean, Yeah, well, actually, it wasn't the first time they came out with this. But it was in the normalized scenario with the restaurants open. Mm -hmm. Right? So when the restaurants weren't open, they were... Right. Doing a lot more online. Well, I think you've conditioned online. people now to, you know, uh, I mean, I've seen the Amazon packages at the condos. Uh, I mean, condos are buying condo lockers now and uh, where they used to have five packages behind the counter. Now it's a mountain right. of cardboard, you know. Yeah. Well, I love that. It's like Christmas at my office every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, and, and I order things on purpose sometimes. And it's just what so you I wanted. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm like, what, what did I get? What did I get? I don't, oh, it was <laughs> screws. Uh, I guess I need those. But okay. Pens. <laughs> I got a box of pens. Oh, man. Stocks. Stocks. There's so many stocks that are just uh, have gone insane. Uh, of course, the, the world of, of COVID has turned everything upside down, right? Well, it's turned into a game, right? Everybody's favorite pastime now is sitting there with their phone, pushing buttons, yeah. saying that, you know, there's some reason or another why a stock should be going up. And we, in the pre-show, we were talking about the GameStop and all these other names that were going uh, vertical, like the SPACs and uh, stuff we talk about on DH Unplugged. And the nice. bottom line is that, you know, when you have that much pressure on with people that are deciding just to buy without any fundamentals. Somebody was talking about a great idea where you had an app that if you would push the buy button or maybe the sell button without the app knowing that you did any research on the stock, you would get zapped. <laughs> you know, because that's what's happening. A lot of people are just saying, oh, yeah. well, this is going up. I'm buying it. I saw something on so, there was a guy on YouTube out of Canada, as a matter of fact. Maybe you guys have seen this guy. Uncle his name Bruce. Is. Bruce, what is that? What is yeah. that? He went crazy. He was like, I started watching. He had 1,000 subscribers. By the end of the week, he was at 10,000 subscribers. He's selling merch, and he's charging $400 an hour for a consultation with him on the weekend. And this is a travel wow. guy. <laughs> Just to get this clear, this is a travel guy uh, uh, who's wearing this ugly T-shirt where people are donating on YouTube and on various different systems as he's doing this live stuff. And all they keep saying is, do I buy GameStop? And he's like, well, let me look. Well, GameStop's trading at $142.13. Oh, 16 cents. Oh, 19 cents. It may be a good buy here. That's something that it looks like it's going up. Maybe we should buy now. I mean, this <laughs> that was insane. What is he doing now? Is he still doing the same thing? Still doing it every morning. He's terrible. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah, he was a he was a, a stockbroker. I mean, back in the early yeah, 80s. the early eighteen hundreds. Yes, <laughs> in Canada. I don't even think that counts. Right. People. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> and and look what his resume is now. He's a he's a travel. All his videos and all his stuff that he's done in the past, however long, is all about travel. You traveling know, like, with Bruce. Yeah, travel. That's what it is. And now all of a sudden, traveling with Bruce on the ups and the downs. I mean, I don't know that 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 to me. I, by the way, I did watch it for a good half hour because I was just like, "Really? Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a thing." <laughs> you know? uh, we got a question. What's for, happening for Andrew in the chat room here? Let me just. Uh oh. Uh oh. Be nice. <laughs> dun, dun. Uh, Nick the Rat asks, uh, "What's a sub penny stock that might be huge in five months? Wouldn't it be great if we all knew?" The... <laughs> There's no advice a, on this show. He's not even talking about a penny stock. He's talking about a sub penny stock. <laughs> Right. How, is there any stock that's worth nothing right now that could be worth a lot that I could buy all sorts of shares for free? Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> He's putting it in his Nick portfolio. Te Nick, help us design the DH Unplugged website, by the way. Oh, fantastic. Aww. Fantastic. We love Nick. He's terrific. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I uh, with, the, with COVID, I just invested in stuff that was getting pummeled, and some of it's doing okay. It looks like my Cineplex stock is either going to go you know, it's either going to go bankrupt or it's going to go to the moon. Right. So, but well, that's the interesting thing. I mean, you you look at the cruise line. So I bought a bunch of cruise line stock for my daughter uh, when it was really low, and I'm thinking, well, you know, what are they going to go out of business? Probably not. But if you think about it, the stocks are 80 percent off of their lows. Actually, I think a couple of them are about 90 percent off the lows where I bought them, and they haven't been sailing yet. So there's this whole right. idea that everything's going to go not only back to normal, but if you think about it, the cruise lines as an example, the hotels to a degree, and you think about the airlines, even if everything goes back to normal, the debt load that they incurred through this whole oh, time, yeah. having to pay that off in the future is, is a pretty uh, difficult task to try to believe that they're going to be able to, number one, charge the same prices. And this whole idea that there's no inflation, um, right. you probably heard me talk about this on DH Unplugged, where... I put up a lumber lumber that um, chart that chart right and it was like uh, and people arguing with me oh well I think it's supply and demand you're mixing okay. up inflation with the idea that there's a demand for lumber I'm thinking well wait, wait a second what does supply and demand have to do with anything the fact is if there's low demand and high supply we're going to see lower prices that's deflationary right yes. it's just a it, it, why is supply and demand being ripped out of the idea and people are like don't want to believe there's going to be inflation like like we don't want to believe that we're ever going to have to pay back the uh, 10 trillion dollars right. that we borrowed through all this yeah. and so by the way shots the back. shots are free and everything's free oh, and yeah, the, everything's free everything's free everything's free I don't have to pay it. Jeff and Elon will pay it. Yeah. Pay yeah. hey, their fair share. Their right. fair share. I've yep. noticed that some, some companies too, it's, it's in a way it's been a good thing because like, I, like I've been following Cineplex just because I have a bunch of stock and, you know, when all their theaters are shut down, they basically sat there and said, well, what can we get rid of? So right. like they got rid of like, you know, right. two, two office buildings they didn't need, you right. know, and, you know, slimmed down a bit. And now they're a trimmer fitter company if they survive. So I've been through a few of these, by the way. I've been through this is in the last just in the last 20 years, if not more. I mean, even though I'm like, you know, only 32 years old. But the point is, I've been through a lot of these. And um, every time that we go through this, companies do, in fact, get leaner and meaner. I remember distinctly myself back in 2007. I was in, I was a wreck in 2006 because I was calling for a housing crash coming up. And I was wrong for about a year. But anyway, point is, 
when it did happen and when things really started cascading downward and uh, when Bear Stearns went out of business and Madoff was uh, all of a sudden convicted, all these problems, I remember very distinctly worrying about my business. I walked around my office and I said, do I need that water cooler right there? Do no. I need that extra stamp machine? Do I need that right. extra, whatever it was, right? What are we doing here that we don't need? Bob, right. do we need you? You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bob's got um, Bob. <laughs> poor Bob. Bob. Uh, Bob. But seriously, that's what companies do. They, they, they are cutting things down to the bone, and that will hurt them a little bit because that's what we're seeing right now in, in kind of the different areas of, of, the, of the world where you're trying to get people back to work and it's very difficult. Or, for example, the chip shortage that we're seeing, why Ford right. and other companies have to shut right. down their, their factories because they shut down their they're buying of a very inexpensive chip, and then the restart time is so dramatic trying to get sure. that back up. So yeah. anyway. Bob, before we spin the wheel, can we just all admit that uh, a better investment, we should all just bought plywood? Yeah, plywood. <laughs> the price plywood of plywood is yeah. <laughs> There's like pictures online of a guy in a pickup truck. You know, he's got two pieces of plywood, and, and the, you know, the, the meme says, look at this guy flaunting his wealth. <laughs> I saw a guy that, that that there was a boat for sale. Uh, no, there's a uh, there's a there's a website called The Whole Truth, and that's kind of a message board for boaters. Great, great site. And one of it was uh, boats wanted, boats for sale. And the guy's like, "Listen, I want a boat. I want a 34 foot. I'll trade you for this truckload of lumber." You know. <laughs> no gonna, negotiation. Gonna, I think we're gonna spin the wheel. Uh, but Bob, if you're watching, you're fired. Sorry, you're yeah. fired. You're, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel where is it gonna stop no 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 you don't <laughs> free spin free spin no no oh, oh, oh. <laughs> let's do a what's quick on your what's on your kindle what's on your what's on your nightstand what are you reading what are you reading let's do a quickie what are you reading anyone reading anything interesting uh, lately i'm going through the matthew betley books uh our, our our guest from the last episode or two episodes ago enjoying those. I just I just finished liftoff the uh uh Mike Berger uh was it Mike Berger no what is Berger whatever his first name is I can't remember Bob's uh, Berger early Bob's days fired, of SpaceX. Man. <laughs> uh, it was an interesting read <laughs> liftoff interesting uh, Andrew anything on your table on your nightstand I got more research that I'm reading that's all I'm reading I have no it seems that uh the idea of reading anything uh enjoyable <laughs> or relaxing. No time. Uh, it's not. There's just not a lot of time to do that. That's why I do so, audiobooks. I mean, I uh, plus my bad eyesight. I, I I will tell you, I have an audiobook queued up, and um, it is called. Uh, let me think. What's it called? Pappy Pappy World. Pappy World. It's the story of Pappy Van Winkle. Oh. The, uh, yeah. It's 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 kind the of most uh, so, delicious bourbon in the world. Yeah. Yep. And most expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um it was very interesting as I was reading through. It's called Pappy Something. And um, it was it was written by a gentleman who did a biography on the whole thing. And it was about his son, the, the uh, Pappy Van Winkle's son. And uh, I got halfway through and I'm like, I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't. I, it's just, it's just, it was very interesting in the beginning, the whole beginnings of the Pappy Van Winkle and all the different um the, the, the way that they came about making the whiskey and the first one to use weeded whiskey and going through all that and then talking about the various other um, uh, people and players in the industry who helped and kind of the sellers and or the, the distilleries that they uh, uh, formulated and worked with and all that. And then 
it just it just draw just got really dry and boring. Uh, is it a recent book? Yeah, I think so. Does it cover the the big theft that they had? Uh, I probably don't didn't get to that part. Spoilers, <laughs> man. Not Spoilers. Reading. Yeah, somebody stole like pallets of the stuff and just yeah, disappeared. It was a big yeah. scandal. Well, there was also that. times when like um, some of these big companies bought some of the distilleries, and there was all this hidden stuff down below, and they just got rid of it. They didn't think it was worth anything. Oh, so there's right. all sorts of history yeah. with this. That's alcohol abuse. But one of the things that was really interesting about the book that I, the takeaway from it was it he said they said something really interesting. Pappy said something really interesting. It's not about the whiskey. It's about the process of drinking the whiskey with good friends and good family and what and yeah. and, 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 and the experience of sharing a good whiskey. It doesn't be a, the finest whiskey, but the it's, it's it's the it's the pouring it into a glass, taking it, kind of cupping it. You know, smelling it and being with friends to enjoy it. That was really a, right. just a really cool, cool vision of, uh, of what, nice. what he presented. Uh, that, that was my favorite distillery when I did a distillery tour. Uh, we went to the Derby for my 40th. And Buffalo Trace was my favorite. Yeah. They were the nicest people. It was beautiful. Um, but they would not let us sample the Pappy. No. <laughs> Rude. I know. Come on, man. Let's do it. Wheel of Topics, where it stops, nobody knows. That's dizzying. It is, it is. Oh, the, the <laughs> wheel. <laughs> it just likes the stops. I think it's because Andrew's here, I don't know. I'm shorting the wheel. Oh, the Rona. <laughs> we had here, the, here's uh, the YouTube van, <laughs> ban. I yeah, know. here's so what we get. The, We're going to cut this one out of YouTube for sure. Uh, how are you feeling, Andrew? That's the question I wanted to ask. <laughs> Fine. How's all good. Over... How's that arm doing? Real good over here. Feeling good. Healthy. Uh, yeah, the arm. I'm checking. Checking. Yeah. Arm's yeah. better. Arm feels good. Yeah. Arm feels good. Yeah. And, and actually, I found out something today that you'd be very interested in. So a lot of people listen to DH Unplug know that I had COVID back in on Father's Day and um, at the... Um, Against the advice of my doctor, Dr. John Dvorak, uh, was told not to take the shot. And, uh, well, and, and of course, uh, Nurse Curry also told me not to take the shot. And uh, they plead with me, right? And I'm like, listen, you know what? I'm taking the shot. I'm just going along with the program. So I'm going to the Bahamas in a few weeks by boat. I just got an announcement today that the Bahamas will allow me in by showing them my stupid little vaccine card uh, without any requirements of testing or follow-up or the daily check-ins. Now, that may not be, seem like a big deal, but my point is this is going on. And yeah, uh, I have sure. other trips planned also. And while I'm doing it quickly, just in case this thing kills me, you know what I'm saying? Just in case the vaccine kills me. Live it up, buddy. I'm going. I'm go- Let me go. I'm going. <laughs> You're going to need that booster to, you know, counteract. Uh, booster, <laughs> and I will share with you that I will not, I, I probably, uh, no, I'm not going to take the booster. I'm not doing an annual shot. It's not happening. Yeah. So uh, do, which, which brand did you now. get? Sorry. No, was that? I was just asking, do you know which brand you got? I did. I got the uh, Pfizer. Okay. So kind of went through a park. You do this winding tour, pull up, you pull down your window. I'm like, hey. Like a cheeseburger and a strawberry shake, please. You know, and they they come over and they're like, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it right in your ouchie, arm. Ouchie. And then they're like, do you have any allergies? I'm like, well, I have a little bit of like every mango skin makes my li- uh oh. They start writing on your car. I don't know if anybody's done this, but they have these like markers that they write all over your windows, like the number two. Um, to show that you have two people in your car just in case somebody wants to sneak in, I guess. Wow. They're the pre-screening you in the line. Before yeah, they and, and they got all these things written in your car. By the time I finished and I left, it looked like my car was right out of a used car lot. <laughs> you know, there's all this stuff all over my windows that they write. You can wash it off. So weird. Oh, um, yeah. Monty in the chat room is asking if you felt a drain the next day. <laughs> I had uh, a fever both times. I had 101 fever the first time. I, I made it through. Both of them were on a Tuesday. And both of them are the DH unplugged night. So I'm like, oh, when is this over already? I'm like, I'm like coming down with something. And I was very achy and a little bit. So the, la- the second one, I had less of a fever, but I was more fatigued for an extra day. But, you know, all right. It, you know, it, it, you need enough time for that microchip to dissolve is the point, you know, to get into It's working its way up your brain. Exactly. So it's all good. It's all good now. You've assimilated. (laughs) There we go. We're going to spin it around one more time. I better not land on stonks again. Oh, it looks like we're on. That's on the the halfway. We oh, made it oh. game stock. I, I I did look at it closely. It was so close. It was almost on podcasts. But uh, I just why is do it a... impossible to say GameStop without saying game stock now? Game stock. Yeah. It so just rolls out. Maybe we're gonna hey, talk Paul, a little Paul, bit. Wait, wait, Paul, Paul, this is live. You get donations, right? We do, we do. Sometimes. Why aren't you asking for donations? What are I we know, waiting so long for? What Come are you on, waiting guys. for? What's you know, happening? You, well, you Where's the little to, tip jar? <laughs> Wheelatopics.com slash donate, or you can uh, write in the YouTube. You can uh, send us uh, a chat, and it'll pop up right on the screen, guys. It'll pop up right on the screen. That's a good point. We should we should ask for donations more often. This is true. Uh, but meanwhile, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about GameStop because uh, uh, this appears to be, you know, it was a stock that, you know, a bunch of you know dudes and dudettes on uh, Reddit decided they were going to lift GameStop to the moon, and apparently they did. <laughs> Actually, I'll ask the question. Does everybody think it was really retail only? Do you think they, mm. they, they ganged up and used their power and all the, you I know, think the, might, the emotion? Re- that might have been the first push, but then other other investors got got into it, maybe didn't research and just, you know, you know right. rode the wave. Bandwagon. Yeah, do you think but all I these retail people chewing. on Reddit were like, Oh, there's a lot of short interest on this stock, and you know we could really move it because liquidity's light, and oh, no. Ryan Cohn's involved in it. Do you think that's what happened? I'm <laughs> doubting that. Well, you no. know, you have now so, so many like you can just fire up your phone, right? It's not showing up on the camera, but you can just fire up your phone with these retail apps, right? And they have such a limited selection of stocks that no matter what, they're going to be pushing like the 30 stocks they offer. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like you, you don't you don't have. You know, Blockbuster and GameStop. You just have GameStop as an option, so it's kind of right, yeah. funneling people to. And, and do you want to, to buy or do you want to buy? Stocks. Yeah, exactly. Right. Do you want to buy? Or you <laughs> want? Wow, Space Force. Oh, we got a donation coming in. There you go, Monty. How you Monty. doing? Thanks for joining us, sir. Space Force. <laughs> Big Space no, Force I, for you. So, did, did anybody get caught up in that whole GameStop? But so I, I will tell you that I went short GameStop ah, when, it started, okay. when it started moving through forty-two. Oh. Now, yeah, well, it did, it, did, it did not end badly at all. Oh, good. I, not at all badly. So I, I showed it 42, started kind of hanging in there, wouldn't drop all day. And um, 
I said, you know, what's the worst can happen? I got 2% position of my portfolio for my clients in there. What's the worst can happen? I said, you know, by the end of the day, I don't like the action. It's not moving down. It really should be moving down. I closed the position right. by the end of the day. Okay. Now, if I did not close that position by the next day, and if I held it for just a day or two more, if I did, because, you know, oh, it goes up, let's kind of short some more, I would have had about a 5% portfolio loss on a 2% position. Holy moly. <laughs> I remember that, when it hit 75, I emailed you or texted you. And I was like, hey, did you buy some of this for the portfolio? And you were like, no, no, it's like, it's like a hot falling knife. You just yeah, yeah. away. I mean that was a uh, that was that was a unique circumstance. Everybody's looking for the next one. There's some out there. every listen every day. There's a stock that's up, you know, 100, 200 percent. Some small squeeze that's going on. Usually wow, those are space force. What, what's Ooh, happening? What is that? Howdy. More money? Oh, six dollars and sixty six cents. Thank you, Optoblog. We will take it. it says how? There you go. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. Keep on, keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on <laughs> trucking. <laughs> So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think that everybody's looking to get rich quick. You know, everybody now is on the right. Dogecoin and soon they'll be on something else. And this is nothing unique. But the difference is, again, button pushing is really easy. Confetti flying all over your phone. It, it's, it, doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't make for a healthy investment portfolio. I will tell you, I, I have right. people crying to me all the time. They're like, Andrew, please get me out of this mess I got myself into. Oh, what about Aerotine International? It's a cutting edge high tech firm out of the Midwest <laughs> developing the latest there are no recommendations of radar detectors that have both military and civilian. I'll, I'll support Jimmy I'm on so this in. one. This I'm is so a in. good buy. So in. Yeah. I wanted to ask, uh, Andrew, maybe you know this. Uh, I know that there's some of the retail play, like like the Wealth Simple app. They're they're a Toronto based company. Uh, because they only offer, they don't offer ev the whole stock market, right? They don't offer a anything on the New York Stock Exchange. They have a limited. Do they? Are they allowed by law to hold assets in those stocks that they are offering? Because wouldn't wouldn't like a million users be pumping those stocks up? Is that allowed? Uh, it seems so. <laughs> I mean, because I would I would think that would be one of their main revenue streams. You know, other other than I mean. Look at Coinbase. How do you think Coinbase makes money? Do you know they do what's called market making? This is, again, a lot. Of, listen, uh, plenty of retail people have made a lot of money. When I say retail people, people without advisors, just putting in some money, deciding right. to do it on their own. And that's fine. I think it's great. You know, educate yourself, make money for yourself. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, opportunity. However, there's so many different things. You know, when you talk to people about an option, like, let me buy options. Remember that guy who killed himself because he thought he owed like $700,000 on the Robinhood app? What yeah, it wasn't, it was just a, it was something, I don't know, it was something weird from Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, but you look at that and they go short, they don't really know what it means, they go long, they're not sure what that means, they don't know what their levels are, how much margin, and they borrow. And, and, and um, one of the I things agree. that we used to have very uh, significantly was called market making. It still goes on. Basically, the firms are buying the stock, holding stock, and then selling it out, cross-selling it to their, to their people, and trade desks that are trading against you. Coindesk does that. Coin, uh, uh, coin, Coinbase. Coinbase, sorry. Coinbase. Coinbase is a market maker in in crypto. In With big spreads, right? Enormous spreads. You could drive a truck through the spreads. Yeah. They're unbelievable. You know, you want to buy in some of these apps, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin's trading at, let's see what Bitcoin's trading at, oh, shall we? We're going to do a, a live yes. update here. Here we Hi. go. Bitcoin trading at 54,100, yeah. up ever so slightly today, mm. uh, right now. Ethereum, I think it just popped up pretty hard. Let's see. 
Bitcoin eh, it came down from at 62,000. Point is that if I know that Bitcoin's trading at 54, I can go on some of these apps and I won't name them and I'll buy it for like 56,000. Like, wait a minute, I thought it was trading at 54,000. Right. That's right. part of the spread. Already they've banked 200 bucks because they have so much liquidity, they're just kind of washing it through the system. People don't really understand how did Bit, how, how did how did um, Coinbase make so much money, a million eight or whatever the number was in the last few quarters. Yeah. Thank you very much for trading. It's like when you buy gold and you sell gold, you, you, they pay you this, but then they'll give you that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what Monty in the chat room means, but he's asking uh, if you think they'll ever combine stocks with cryptocurrency. I think uh, maybe the discussion of will, we, will they combine the, the, uh, the trading of stocks with um, blockchain. That is a discussion. There's a T0 out with, oh, okay. um, with Overstock, has the T0, and, and they're trading on there. I think Muriel Siebert, uh, financial firm, is kind of an old – I don't even know if she's still alive, Muriel. Um, There's a few banks already in trouble for just using cryptocurrency for I mean, reasons. you know, I think it's very reckless. It's very smart right now that MicroStrategy and – Elon and all the gang put their money into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and that drove it up. I don't know. There's only 21 million Bitcoins. Everybody's going to hate me and throw all sorts of <laughs> apples at me now. It's only 21 million Bitcoins will ever be minted, right? You know, does that right. really make for a currency a store of value? Interesting investment. Yes, I think yeah. investment is. It's you know, you want to trade it, you want to buy it, you want to even hold it for that matter. But the idea that it's a currency is kind of, I, I think, uh, an argument that is just a non-starter. It's almost like an NFT. Uh, to a degree. Exists. Yeah. Uh, NFTs, yeah. NFTs, uh, non-fungible tokens are also bizarre. Um, yes. You know, where you could sell a piece of art, for example, that's been done digitally. Beeble sold his for like $67 million. That's crazy. Um, and kind of interesting how there was this, all of a sudden this excitement about it. But I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. And, and Tops uh just yeah. was rolled right. into a um spack and the idea is they're going to sell the playing cards as nfts but you know what i don't know if i want to see a picture of something i just go on the internet and google just look at the images and i can see hundreds of these things i'll copy and paste it and put it on my picture folder if only there was a way to invest in blue chip art from artists that are never going to make it again you see that you see that yeah. there's a masterworks guy right there masterworks.io <laughs> thank you very much for your support yes sir I think I think we've reached the halfway mark where we uh, take a four or five minute break and let all our hosts and guests uh, refresh in their drinks or do whatever they do in private. We don't know. <laughs> uh, we're gonna. No and before we go, we've got another donation coming in from Craig D himself. Thank you, sir. Hey, you, you are the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of shovel, shovel. I don't know what that. What is that? What's in the center of that? What is that? What is that? That's snowy that's the, stuff. That's uh, that's the star. It's like a pile of cocaine, is what it looks like. To be honest, <laughs> let's see about it. Is that what you're buying? We, we with, accept with the, donations, with the donations in any form. Uh, any oh ah, uh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Just taking the boat out tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh. So we're we're gonna Just watch a, a couple of uh, Jennifer's new uh, No Agenda animated. Oh great! During Those the, the break, and it's uh, <laughs> and uh, take the time, guys. Uh, bathroom break. You know what? Cocaine, whatever. <laughs> Uppers, downers, uppers, right. sidewaysers. All right, now comes the most important one for a reason. 
this is the former FDA commissioner, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who shows up everywhere and he also has his opinion and he's on the opinion shows and being brought in as someone who has uh, expertise in the field. Both the governor and the California school superintendent were reluctant to embrace the idea of a mandate for a COVID vaccine for kids. Why? You have to be vaccinated uh, to go to school in most states. Why should COVID be any different? Look, people have have come to accept the other vaccines in the pediatric schedule that you reference: measles, mumps, rubella, flu vaccines. I think this is novel. I think issues around COVID have become an unfortunate political flashpoint in this country. And I think you're going to see governors across the political spectrum be reluctant to mandate it, in part because they know if they step into this debate and impose mandates, that's going to engender more opposition. So they're likely to leave it up to local districts at least to start the year. I think what's going to happen is if you see outbreaks in local communities. There'll be pressure for local school boards to mandate the vaccine. And I think you're also, unfortunately, in some some communities, probably going to see fights among parents um, trying to influence local school boards to mandate vaccination or local health districts to mandate vaccination among kids. So this is going to play out at a local level. Hopefully we enter into the school year where enough adults are vaccinated that we don't see outbreaks in the schools. Again, the community spread is the best, best predictor of what happens in the schools. And if you look at the data out of Israel, you're seeing cases come down substantially among kids below the age of 16, not because they're vaccinated, but because their parents are vaccinated, so they're not bringing the infection into the schools. This is very important for a number of reasons, journalistically most importantly. So Scott Gottlieb, the former FDA commissioner, is saying he's basically advocating for this. He talks about the way it'll most likely play out, you know, instead of doing a thing from the top down. You would kind of call it the marketing plan, how we're going to get this solidified. Well, who is Scott Gottlieb really? He talked about that survey in Israel, which was a survey that showed that uh, the Pfizer, Pfizer, as you know, is a, has made Israel a huge testing ground. The Pfizer vaccine doesn't seem to do so well with variants or mutants. In fact, people have an eight times higher likelihood of getting infected by a mutant if they've had the Pfizer vaccine. Not a peer-reviewed study, but it has been it has been published and He was on CNBC talking about that. Again, the guy who is going to somehow help mandate your child to get this vaccine for school. And this is what I heard from him on CNBC. In this study that you're talking about involved the Pfizer vaccine. I'm on the board of Pfizer, of course. Can you believe this? CBS is putting on the board member of Pfizer to talk about the rollout. It's this, this is the journalistically well, the most wrong. mentioned that he was a board No, nah, I didn't hear it. I'm going to go back and find that report. If CBS put this guy on, a board member of Pfizer, yeah. and never once mentioned it, especially during the intros where it would have been mentioned, I'm I'm appalled. Never used the word appalled before on this show. <sighs> I don't think, I think it's, you're correct. It's a unique. He's on every show. Oh, former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. He is on the board of directors of Pfizer. (gasps) I can't breathe when I see this stuff. Are two old podcasters the only ones to point out the obvious? Yes. This is how bad it's gotten. My, oh, my, oh, my. The news media doesn't care. They're bought and sold by the drug companies and Pfizer being number one. Always love Jennifer's kind of yeah. Always love him. <laughs> Thank Jennifer. you. That one was super rushed. I am buried with work and 
Um, and the chat room wants to know what's in your red cup, by the way, your red solo cup there. Uh, you can lie if you want. Solo, it's my Dame cup. Ooh, fancy. Uh, uh, I'm I am a uh, vodka seltzer girl. So this particular, I just buy a whole bunch of flavored seltzer. It's just vodka, and I think this flavor is just grapefruit. <laughs> and there's a great stock idea right there. Cheers. I'm having water in a Burger King. All cup. the companies making the hard seltzers, and all I... the companies. Like we own a stock called Celsius. Anybody have the Celsius drinks? They're not. They're not alcoholic. No. But I, I think the alcohol. I, I don't, everybody else is obviously. I think yeah. they're trying to go low calorie. They're, they're I, uh, in, at least in Canada. Low they're, carb they're competing is all I with care cannabis. About. They're competing with cannabis as far as a have a good time uh, drug. Totally different effect. <laughs> yeah, I know. White Claw, I know. White Claw is five uh, percent alcohol, one hundred ten calories. They came out with a White Claw Surge. I believe that's the one. It's now eight percent alcohol. Ooh. 220 calories so you get more than double the calories in less than half the eh. a little more, more than the mass of the alcohol i suppose <laughs> doesn't work so my, once they start my putting favorite... alcohol into jolt cola i'll be happy <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous. my favorite is called um flying embers because they do a uh they'll they do like a flavored seltzer variety pack at the whole paycheck, which is two blocks from me. So that's where I shop. And um, it's delicious. And they have probiotics and zero carbs, which is bonus. But they also do, and John C. Dvorak would hate this. They do a hard kombucha. Oh. That is delicious. My favorite is, um, it's like a spicy, what do they call it? I think it's like a pineapple pepper or something. That is amazing. And it gives you a kick. Plus, you know, you get those probiotics going. It's all good. I have breaking news. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> I don't have a jingle. Sorry. Adam Curry would like to say hello to everyone. Well, hello, hey! Adam. <laughs> hello. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're all, all no agenda fans here. It's a full board. Amen. Yeah, he, fist bump. He's doing something with Tina. They're shopping. Something, something. <laughs> But he wants me to say hello to everyone and uh, wheel of topics with an exclamation excla exclamation point. He says, "Well, okay. with that, let's let's Ta -da! let's give it a spin for for Adam. I wish Adam was here. He does a great, you know, on a, on um, on Mo Facts with Adam Curry. He does that wheel round and round it goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do. Uh oh, where it stops, only Mo knows. Oh, jeez, something wrong, guys. Broken. Glitch. Oh. Is it a glitch? Uh, Craig, it's your turn. Get the get the fire extinguisher out. Get the pole. <laughs> There's def definitely. Oh, I don't. Oh. Oh man. Uh, Four twenty was yesterday. <laughs> oh, we got. It carries over. Somehow we got in food and drink. What is behind me? <laughs> I think. Uh, I think it's is a food. Board? Meat. It's a whole board of. Uh... <laughs> so what's on top of? Meat? Uh, Jimmy, what's you got to. Bend over, what? Jimmy, because uh, that hat, you're getting it on the ribs. Or the ribs yeah, are getting yeah. on your hat. So, not my good hat. <laughs> uh, get through the food. Because nobody had a green screen before, we, we we decided to put some of the graphics over the screen now. So. Yeah, sorry. Nice, nice spread, though. Nice spread. Uh, look out for the fish there, Craig. So, food and drink. <laughs> I, I, we uh, In the pre-show, we were talking a bit, and uh, Mr. Uh, Horowitz, I think, was on a turkey hunt. 
No, my son. <laughs> Your son, sorry. My well, son. I didn't is he not Mr. He's Horowitz? He's not Mr. Horowitz. <laughs> he is. It is Mr. Horowitz. Good point. Sorry. <laughs> he is, You're indeed. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Up in Boone, North Carolina, which That's is right. a beautiful That's right. area. That's right. There you go. There he is. That's so cool. There's a big Tom that he shot, and we That's smoked awesome. it up tonight. That's right. We got yeah. We got uh, some images there of the smoking. Tell us a bit about your process. Uh, how do you smoke it? So uh, this one was uh, a combination of maple and a little hickory and I think some cherry in there. And um, basically, I put it in a Traeger, heat it up to about 180 degrees, get it on with a little bit of a thing called an amazing. Um, it, it's called the amazing. What's it called? Tube. Amazing tube, but there's a few different ones. Anyway, put a bunch more of the pellets in there, light those with a with a torch, and kind of let that really smoke up too. Uh, slow, slow, slow. You want to let it cook up to uh, its temperature very, very slowly. About two hours at about 180, then I boost it to 200, then 225, and then I take. Usually when I do poultry, I'll take it out and I'll put it in a in a like a metal um, aluminum pan. And I'll put it with some garlic in the bottom, throw a little bit of uh, maybe chicken stock or some apple juice in the bottom, uh, some rosemary sprigs tonight. And then I foil it up really tight and I boost the temperature up so it kind of, not you know, it steams inside of there and gets it much more tender and juicy. Nice. So that was finished Smoking at about uh, seven. Got some other great pictures here, man. Uh, you're making me hungry, Andrew. I'm just looking at the, the pictures. <laughs> you want to see the new tiki? Everybody knows about the tiki, right? Oh, yeah. Let's Show us oh, the picture. That's some tuna right there. There's, a, there's a, the, the new the, tiki. The, oh, there it is. Wow. Bistro oh, 531. so cool. Wow. Very nice. <laughs> just wonderful. finished last week, and we just updated it. Bistro oh. 531. Food yeah. and drink. And drink. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Yep, lots of fun. So do a lot of cooking. You don't get to look like this with uh, with just you know celery and spinach. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at it. I think this is uh, your son is catching a. Oh wow! Yeah, there was a 500 pound marlin he caught off the Cape Hatteras uh, on Monday. Wow! 500. He's living the life. I know. Turkey. Yeah. How do you get that in the boat? They, got a they let that one go. They revived it and let it go. But if you did, you would gaff it and do what's called a flying gaff and do a hoist and pick it up and or four or five guys just you know <laughs> grabbing on and. I have a winch. But those are dangerous, you know. Those those. Um, oh yeah. We like, fish for swordfish, and you can get pretty hurt if you don't watch that yeah. the, the 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 sword. Wow. Wow. I I do I do a beer can smoke chicken that takes hours and hours and it's called, that's good right it's called a, a cover your ears youtube it's called a fucking chicken because every two hours someone will come over and say when's that fucking chicken going to be ready <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes time <laughs> oh, Lord. i like it i like it yeah smoke it take a long time i did a recently a brisket that was like 20 hours wow holy moly and you got to do like all the whole calendar plan right, when are the guests coming over they're coming over at six. Okay, if I back that up, I got to put it on the night before or whatever, and watch the temperature, and then you go to sleep, and the whole night you're like one eye open. Am I going to burn something down with this thing going? <laughs> but it comes out good, Texas style. And, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, are you uh, going to have add a smoker to the new uh, bunker, the new ranch? Actually, I, I guess it's now the Hollow Books Ranch. Yeah. Yes. I, that, that's a good name. I'm not big on smoke stuff. I, I like uh, I like my jerky smoked somewhat. But uh, as we were talking about in the pre-show, I'm thinking definitely about getting one of those 
Blackstone griddles so I can make oh, like, nice. my proper smash burger oh, yeah. and, and yeah. make a big breakfast where all the bacon can be laid out and pressed so, so that the bacon's all nice and pretty. I just, yeah. I like that idea. My dad gave me directions on the phone this morning about how he took some uh, plexiglass, cut it, and then heated it over a piece of angle uh, iron steel and and heated up and melted it so it bent. And he sent me a picture, and it's just a piece of plexiglass that just snaps wow. right over your blackstone. So, oh, cool. Because he wow. said you don't want to leave it greasy and then go in and then have leaves and dirt and bugs and everything. Right. Muskrat. So he said, <laughs> yeah, I, cool. I got mine early, which means my – now, I love the blackstone. It's great. But I have like no features, you know, they, now they have the metal lid and the, the heater warmers underneath and wind guards. And I've just got the, the first generation blocking the wind, get it lit, but it still cooks. I mean, yeah, your smash burgers are the best. I love doing Philly cheesesteak out there. Yeah, you can uh, chop, 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 chop. Fried chop. rice with the hibachi chicken. Got the you eggs, like- you got the pancakes. This yeah. is why I need a boyfriend. <laughs> that he will grill for me. He'll grill for you. That's right. I, I, she's available, guys. He's available. Send applications too. That's right. Send, a, <laughs> send your application to the through the wheelatopics.com website and we'll forward them on to uh, no no politics. I'm actually a uh, uh, food and drink. I, uh, I, 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 I'm waiting on a gas fitter that isn't going to charge me a COVID surcharge. Because now they they don't want to go out anymore without adding a COVID surcharge right now, especially in Ontario. Uh, but I still got to hook up my Weber, which I got for free from work. They were throwing out a ten thousand dollar Weber grill, like holy moly, top of the line Weber. It's like five wow. years old, but it's sitting out in the in the rain. So and not poorly taken. I got to say, Weber is a fa- I know why they're ten thousand dollars now. I contacted Weber, gave him the serial number, told him, hey, this is it. It's falling apart. Basically, the only part I have left from the original Weber is the frame. They sent me new burners, a new cover, new knobs, new everything, new gas fittings. I basically had to reassemble it from scratch. So free $10,000 Weber barbecue. So That's because it only cost them $500 to right. begin with. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they don't mind replacing this stuff every five years. What do they care? Markup. But thank you, Weber. They even sent me a hat. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Let's, uh, whoa, whoa, no, no, we're not going to do that again. No, no. There we go. Nice. Thank you, Jeff Smith, for all our music. You're awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, Florida man. Man. We actually have a Florida man here. (laughs) Yeah. That, I, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> okay, I, and because Jen likes it when it's a quiz, we're going to do the quiz. Oh, no, I don't. I'm going bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That will win every time. Alligator. <laughs> okay, now we're, uh, we're equal opportunity here. So Florida woman, okay, no. swindled 10 victims out of 10, approximately $10,000 each, total of $100,000, uh, by promising to do this with their cash <laughs> so we're going to go around the table what did she promise to do with these uh, her victims cash uh maybe we'll start with uh, ladies first jennifer <laughs> what did she uh, promise to do with their cash i you know the only thing that came to mind is because i'm watching ozark for my workout video now is just wash it 
I'll wash the cat. Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I was going to do this, but you pretty much nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) You pretty much nailed it. We're not going to give you the the sound. I was thinking back alley. I was thinking. Oh, she promised them that she was a witch and she was going to cleanse her cash with, you know, spells. Oh, and... as a witch. Uh, I just thought in the, you know, old fashioned game. Uh, but you sense. know what? Close enough. Close enough. You win the prize. They didn't have a camera in Florida, so they sketched it. <laughs> exactly. You know, usually what happens is people are swindling uh, women out of uh, money to get those back alley, either liposuctions or... I don't know what to call them, ass balloons. What do you call those? You know, the, <laughs> the Kardashian effect. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh, there's there there she is. And then and there then... she still is. She's still, still. Wait, she's coming back. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, man. But, you Florida, know, by the way, the state where COVID is not allowed. That's right. We have, ban- <laughs> we have, we have banned any kind of. Uh, it's not. It's not allowed to be here. Now, now, Doctor Fauci said that Florida and Texas are doing well because you behave better. Oh no, no, I didn't oh, think no. so. It was a spring break. I saw videos of that. No, before spring break, I'm out there. Let me tell you something. And um, you know, people are doing their thing and all that, but they're not. You know, I, maybe they wear their masks. I guess is the point. But uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think. I think the big problem we have right now, and I think. Um, I'm not sure who talked about it. Maybe it was on No Agenda this week, but there was a discussion about how everybody came down to Florida. Everybody was fine. Our governor did a great job because he's like, listen, the, the spring breakers are only going to come down here for a couple of weeks. Nobody's really going to have symptoms until they go back. So they're not going to blame Florida. It's in their state where the numbers come up, right? Right. So what a great idea. I mean, he probably th- that was a brilliant move on his part. That, guy, that guy's a, he's a deep thinker. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Hey, Paul, how are those donations coming in? Hey, they're coming in slowly, you know, slowly but surely. You know, it's the seventh episode. Seventh they're tax episode. deductible, I understand. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Maybe they're not donating because of that fan noise in the background uh, this episode. Well, maybe they should donate so you can buy yourself a quiet fan. That's right, so I can get a new uh, new noise limiter because that's what crapped out last week. So I dare somebody to, 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 to donate right now. And let's see, I want to see that pile of snow appear again on this uh, on this thing here. <laughs> The, the 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 Stargate has taken on whole new meeting here. Yeah. Well, are you are you allowing um, the Sats and the who's he what? Yes, uh, but we're but we're not do. live on on the on the podcast oh, audio. Right. So uh, yeah, but you can stream Sats now. We are podcasting 2.0. We've got as much as we can set up for. So uh, so explain to me. Adam and I have now. a meeting coming up, but I'm kind of curious. What is a Sat worth? Oh, that's a good question. Is Satoshi is a fraction of a Bitcoin? Wow, so. space force. It's a tiny fraction. Um, so, I'm, there we go. Uh, four twenty. Hey, four twenty. Optoblog. Thank you, sir. I'll give you another. Woo-hoo! Space force. Um, oh, space force. I've had you like your almost sixty-nine Elon. Thirty thousand sats from Animated No Agenda, which has been live on the new system for about, I think, twelve or so days. Right. And, uh, so I think thirty is worth about. $17. I'll give but you a live live update right now. It. One one Satoshi point zero 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 five dollars. Bitcoin. Okay. B- dollars of so. Bitcoins. Uh, I, well, dollars. I, I would think that's dollars, yeah. It's actually wait, wait, wait. in Bitcoin it's point zero 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 one Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's it in Canadian dollars? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> 
Thirty percent less than that. Twenty. <laughs> so, right. so uh, the 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 podcasting two uh, basis on. Some where coaches. are you? Where are you in Canada? I'm in Toronto, Ontario. Toronto. You have the Carnotzel up there. The who? The what? Is that? No, I guess not. That's the smoked meat. The little that looks like no. a slim gym, but Canadian style. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I love Canada, but. Mm, and yeah. so I'm still the furthest north. <laughs> I used to, but now I'm locked in my house. Come so. down to Florida. Come down to Florida. Although the Canadians Definitely. do come down to Florida. Not the best drivers, I might say. No. So it, it's interesting. Great. It's interesting here. I'm in Seattle, and we have the 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 uh, luxury lanes that take a photo of your license plate and send you, you know, whatever it is. Canadians can drive in those for free because the Canadian government will not hand over a uh, license plate owner's name unless it's a felony charge. And since a toll is not a felony charge, Canadians don't get charged if they drive through those. So anybody coming down from BC, just know, drive down all the tolls you want. They're free. Yeah, and as fast as you want, too. Well, <laughs> well we, don't, we defunded our police enough. You don't, There's no speeding tickets here anymore. Right. Yeah, we used to have an issue with uh, uh, people from the States just parking wherever they wanted in Toronto because once they went home, they didn't have to pay. So... Uh, they've now now it's if if you get uh, the second ticket they tow your car and make you pay to get it back. <laughs> oh. But it used to be that there was like a New York plate parked on the sidewalk, you know, blocking your laneway, you know. Ah, ah. I think we're at about that time, guys. Or do you want to do one more spin? It's it's your call. No, let's do one more spin. Uh, do one more spin. One, one, spin. one more Bonus quickie. spin. One more quickie. We we'll see what else we got. Oh, oh now, Jesus. Everyone Christ. likes a quickie. Oh, oh, so close. Oh, oh. oh, to the moon. To the moon, oh. guys. We, we couldn't. We couldn't. We have to. We have <laughs> to. Writing the coattails of Bitcoin. And, and I'll tell you why it's writing the, the, co the coattails of Bitcoin. Because I know a lot of, uh, as Andrew would call them, retail investors that are only investing, you know, small amounts just to. Just to play like you would play the lottery. Which, by the way, which is fine. There's nothing, it's not a negative yeah. thing. It's just kind of a, you know, differentiating between institutional, oh, between professional. That's all, that's all it is. Just I mean, I, I make investments on iPhone that I wouldn't put in like an actual portfolio. It's just like, you know, rather than playing the Lotto 649, which is our, you know, <laughs> our, our government lottery, you know, I'd rather put a, you know, 200 bucks on Dogecoin, right? And, and you're sure. seeing a lot of older people now are asking me, uh, uh, well, there's this one guy, Joe, we always talk to him at the counter and he's like, hey, uh. What, what do you, what do you, what are you kids? <laughs> I'm, I'm close to 50. He's like, well, what are you kids investing in nowadays? What's this crypto thing? I bought some Bitcoin. What else should I buy? And people like me are saying, uh, get Dogecoin. <laughs> so I think it's going to slowly ride the, the coattails. But uh, what, where do you see this going, uh, Andrew? It's gone from like five cents to I think at 45 cents now. It's back right. down to 30 right now. And I think all on, on the back of Elon Musk's. Uh, yeah. Oh, Elon. <laughs> Probably illegal, probably illegal lady. tweets. <laughs> Where's yeah, it going? The I SEC mean, should be going after him. I, I, listen, this is probably going to have all sorts of excitement until it doesn't. I've seen this before. I've seen this this exact situation. Just look what happened to GameStop. Look what happened to Enron. Look what happened. This is, there's no value. Everybody knows this Dogecoin, <laughs> Dogecoin, Dogecoin, 
was created on a, and even if you look at uh, on CoinDesk, what does it say? What kind of coin is it? It's a meme coin. What's a meme coin, right? Right. It's, it's, it means that people are just buying it for the sake of buying it. And when I start hearing people that have never done it before saying, oh, I'm going to buy this, like, what is the value of this? There's really no fundamental right. back pinning. Now, right. is there on Bitcoin? Well, there's a little bit of a different network. You can build things on top of them. Um, Dogecoin has some other little things about it that are interesting, but um, it, there's so many of these other I, I think that's a really analysts. valid point because uh, Bitcoin, you know, now with the Lightning Network, people are making transactions like they Correct. do with cash. There's a lot right. of people actually using it as currency, where Dogecoin you buy and you hold. <laughs> it's it, just it, like it, a novelty. <laughs> listen, you yeah. want to buy it, you want to have at it, you think it's going to go to $5 or something like that, which is, that's great. But I got to tell you, um, even if it goes to $3, which is a 10 bagger from here, that's great. I don't know. There seems to be that it, it would be wonderful if you got to do that. I would think there's going to be a lot more people crying that they lost a lot of money or a good amount of money. And, uh, you know, they didn't do any research and, and acknowledge that this is just for trading. Um, I am in disagreement with you, Paul, about just buying and holding it. I don't understand what the point is. If it's only if, it, if it's, it's a like, hey, scheme. <laughs> if it's yeah, exactly. If it's going to be I mine, know, yeah. you just get, I get other be, people to buy Dogecoin and you make money. Right. Well, isn't it's that like what this whole thing is all about? You got the crypto priests. You got the, yeah. you got the spack barkers. You got these guys that are out there. Elon Musk knows his joke. And he, you know what it? What really aggravates me, he's brilliant, great, wonderful, everything, nothing about Elon. This one thing, though, well, there's a few things, but this one particular thing with he and Mark Cuban are pumping this thing up. It's a game to them. They're yeah. laughing at this whole thing. It's a joke. Mm -hmm. They're laughing at it. Yeah. Say, look yeah. what I could do with the markets. And this is kind of like the Fed, how they can move markets. You know, it creates this incredible power. Yeah. And this desire to... But do you blame uh, him? I mean, if, if he puts a billion dollars in Dogecoin and it goes 10x, he just made nine, you know, 10, nine billion dollars. He's not putting... He, first of all, he said it's for his son's account. <laughs> if he put 50,000 in and maybe it went up and this uh, account's worth, um, you know, 5 million or whatever it is, 50 million even, even which is not a lot of money for him, frankly. Um, but but the, the thing is that it, it, it it's more of a game. It's, it, this is all about... It's you know what this plan. is? This is trading places. Yeah. This is Trading Places. Remember the movie? Yeah. Yes, I love game. that yeah, film. For sure. For That's all sure. it is. It's trading Places. Let's so we can take this dollar and we can make this guy, this bum or this guy in the street yeah. rich and and turn the life around and that that's what this is all about. Mortimer. Mortimer. Yeah. And what was the other guy's name? <laughs> yeah. I forgot the other guy's name. Right? The brothers who yeah. bet $1 yeah. and he yeah. got their defeat on orange juice futures. I was I believe was what happened at yeah. the end there. Yeah. So yeah, that's all this right. is. You know, it's a kind of a wink and a nod. It's uh, let's see how much we can push, and uh, people will get hurt in the end. That's my opinion. Yeah. Before I'm we go, the uh, ten thousand. Before we hit the credits, Andrew, tell us a bit about uh, your, your the two. Oh, well, you have at least two podcasts that I know of. If there's more, I'm gonna have to add them to my. IPod. So I don't know if you know this, but uh, historically, just to let you know some background history, there was a podcast that I was a host of for about a year called The Money Girl. <laughs> I was way ahead of my time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what happened was that, uh, uh, there was a, uh, you know, you know, grammar girl, you ever hear that podcast? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they uh, <laughs> created a, um, a, a network of girls and guys doing different things. Well, what happened was I got to be very friendly with them. And as a matter of fact, they pushed to get my second book published through uh, their distribution network. Nice. And, um, there was a time 
uh, for about a year that the money girl, I guess, quit or retired or whatever it was. And they needed somebody. And the minion called me and she's like, hey, what should I do? Where should I go? You want me to do it? I'll do it. So I did it for about a year. I was the money girl for about a year. Uh, little, known, little known fact. Uh, but we had the Discipline Investor Podcast, the longest running financial podcast out there. Started back in 2007. Uh, 700 plus episodes, 400 something guests, uh, about an hour long each week or not every week. We have some great guests on. We talk about things ranging from farmland to options to education about crypto. We have battles about things. We have great ideas. We have some of the best people out there that uh, come on the show. Anybody you've seen in the financial world has been on the show. Um, and we do that every week, which launches on Sunday. The Discipline Investor is the name of that. And DH Plug with John C. Dvorak mm -hmm. uh, is another one right there. The Close to the Pin is running right now. Uh, open for entries on Pfizer. And um, like yeah, we talk, we've been doing that since, um, I don't know, 2009, yeah. 2008. Something it was like a that. conversation we yeah, had well, after both of us were on Leo Laporte's show on Twit. And uh, we got together and I met Adam yeah. and we were doing some other stuff together. And one day we're on the phone and John says, we, we hey. talked once once a week. Hey, you know, this would be great. People would want to listen. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why would people want to listen <laughs> to this? We do. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's how it happened. And we just started doing it. Yeah, we structured a little bit different, play games with the audience, give away some great T-shirts. Uh, trophies, a big awards. trophy at the end of yeah. the year. Yeah, that's right. Well, I got <laughs> my I got my pin it. in. So uh, close to the pin, there's a game they play where you you pick a stock price, a stock, and then the the listeners get to choose what the price is going to be the next week, and the closest wins a a shirt or a hat or a brand new yep. car. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that. he was off like eight or Not the ten car. cents from the GameStop. Yeah, that price. was unbelievable. That was, that was amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah, fantastic. And what happens is on the site, it it it, it automatically ranks. All the players win the contest after the final um, after the final guesses are put in. The, the site automatically ranks uh, who's closest all the time. It's constantly That's updated. That's so cool. That is so cool. Is that Nick the Rat as well? No, sorry. Nick did a nice job. Didn't do that part. Okay, but he did it. That that he does uh, some great. That work. was my people in India. Uh huh. He's Just a telling. he's a front end visual guy. Right. Right. <laughs> Although I think he is a. Coder. He does a lot of that. No, he's really good. Nick's really yeah. good. Really good. Does a lot of nice design work. I love and all Nick that. the Rat. Love Nick yeah. the Rat. He's in the sewers right. of New York. Yeah, you can't see it, but I have a. Um, when I got damed, I just got the thing for it. Um, it was his looks art. Like a, looks, like was so looks like a Banksy. Looks like a Banksy over no, there. That's right. Yeah, there, there you go. go. That's great. All right. Awesome. You know, when I first started working with Nick, I'm like working with him, working with him, and I, one day I called John. I'm like, what's this rat thing? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. What is the what is he that? Where's the is hat that? with ears? I, I know. I didn't know. It. Like, I, I'm like, I, okay. I was on his show once, and I think we both passed out on midstream <laughs> after like talking and drinking for four hours. It's scary. I'm not sure if you remember Andrew, but after you went on Nick's show, that's when yeah. I decided to move my retirement account over to Horowitz and Company. Hey, there you go. Smartest guy in the room. <laughs> Smartest guy in the room. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Andrew Horitz, Jennifer Buchanan, Craig, and Sir Jimmy, and, and the sharks and all the little fish there in the live stream window. And uh, stick around through the credits, and we'll be right back. Thanks for joining us. Great panel. Great panel. We're now on uh, Podcasting 2.0. You can uh, check us out on Podfriend or any of the other podcast apps. 
Thank you, Jeff Smith, for all these great tunes. <laughs> this is my favorite. Ba, 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 ba. See you all next week, guys.